This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. We love our Hall of Fame. It is in-studio photos of people that have taken the time and effort to come and join us in studio. Liesl Jones is smiling because today we get to add a brand new photo. Friend of the show and for the first time in studio, the one and only Tavita Pangai Jr. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Dobbo. Can we, um, <laughs> can we just address the elephant in the room straight up about last year? When somebody made a oh, very... Oh, you, yeah. mean, you mean when this happened? I was a proud Bronco, but apparently I'm a future Red Cliff Dolphin, according <laughs> to you, mate. Yes! <laughs> we love to hear uh, it. Dobbo, so Dobbo, we should ask Triple M to pay your flight up here. We should replace my opponent with you, mate. No! <laughs> I'm not getting in the ring with you, mate. Well, what was his quote in his story? Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's mate, it? I'm, I'm going all in in this boxing stuff, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that, 100%. See, I love this bloke, and he is boxing on the 23rd of March, but I think he might wind this back a little bit more. Tavita, how are you, brother? Mate, your mail is still wrong. I'm not going to the Dolphins. I never spoke to Wayne, not once. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's been tempting, yeah. I haven't caught him. Let's talk about the fight. You, you, you're fighting on the 23rd of March uh, in Ipswich. Yeah. It's your fourth professional fight. How nervous is Tavita Pangai Jr.? Oh, I went to a fight night actually last Saturday and me and my brothers, we were all footy heads. We all played footy um, growing up and I said, mate, it's way more nervous getting in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, it's nerve-wracking. It's probably on par with State of Origin and playing for Tonga, so probably even worse. It's yeah. a scary thing when you're walking down that ring. Is boxing a nice outlet when in rugby league you can't throw any punches? So it's like <laughs> that inner mongrel just comes out and then you're like, release it. Yeah, well, once you cop that first punch and then oh, yeah, it's all on, it's all over. The game plan's uh, thrown out the window and do your best. <laughs> it's pretty special that you are fighting in Ipswich. Um, well documented um, recently that it, it's had some really youth crime issues. A, a grandmother killed tragically um, a couple of weeks ago there. Boxing is such an outlet to reform people. Um, I know you're passionate about this and this is one of the reasons why um, your fight group chose Ipswich as the venue. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, shout out to Icons Entertainment uh, for putting out the show there. Yeah, it's big thing going on down in Australia in general with the with society. So I don't know, it must be a cool thing to carry knives around, but um, I don't think it's too cool. And um, boxing has shown that it's a sport where we it can rehabilitate a lot of people and um, you just got to look at Bernard Hopkins. He's a good story. Terence Crawford, who's a pound for pound king, got shot when he was younger and use boxing as an outlet to save himself from going to jail or even better off being dead. So um, there's a lot of stories in boxing that you can Google and search up on the internet about how, how boxing saved them. And it's actually saved me too. And um, sports just really saved me and kept me away from the crime. And I've had that temptation as well as a kid. So Did you have that as a kid? Did you have the chance that you could have gone either way, running with a gang and, and youth crime or, or getting into sport? Yeah. Hundred, oh, man. Um Growing up being Tongan in, in the inner west, uh, grow, growing up around Campsie Bellwood, uh, there's always guys, uh, a lot of my friends got done for robbing people, but I was so blessed that I had um, good good parents that kept me on the straight and narrow, and they actually moved us out of Sydney. And moved, that's the big reason why we moved to Newcastle, because of the trouble that we, me and my brothers were going in, just staying up late, going to the internet cafe and yeah, get, get up to mischief and... Um, that's why. That's a big reason why we moved to Newcastle, and that's where I started playing rugby league. Tavita, how do you feel about being a role model for these younger kids that might be a bit disillusioned with their community or feel like they're not part of something important? How do you feel about being a role model for something like that? 
Yeah, it's a tough one. Actually, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes, even in my NRL career, um, hanging out with the wrong crowd. But like I said, um, you know, I earned that. I've hung out with the wrong crowd and it's cost me and my family a lot of embarrassment and a lot of money um, financially. But every time I've hung out with good people, uh, people at my fight gym, people in the game in rugby league um, and people just in general that are good people, I've, I've never gotten in trouble and I've always stayed on the straight and narrow. So uh, my, my key advice is just pick your friends wisely. And yeah, even Wayne said that to me, show, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Oh. It's, oh. it's, a, it's an interesting perspective to be. I mean, you're 28 years of age now and you've been in the sporting spotlight for a long time. Do you think it's fair? We've just seen an incident not that long ago here in Brisbane with Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan and what went on in the Valley after a night out. Do you think it's fair the level of scrutiny we put on professional athletes such as yourself? Oh, look, we've, we've had a lot of money and a lot of sponsors put in a lot of money and I speak to a lot of people that's not in the media and you no, know, we just look at it like just uh, two blokes having a bit yeah, of a wrestle, wrestle. that's that's um, gone a bit wrong and, you know, sometimes that happens. I've, yeah. I've done that in the past and I didn't think there was much in it and I thought they were hard done by but... There are sponsors, though, that see it and they want their brands to be protected and if these guys are representing the brands, it's, it's a different mm. scenario. It just is. And yeah. it, in, in anybody's language, it's a storm and a teacup but when you're a, an ambassador and a figurehead like that, Clearly, it, it's just different gravy. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Like, um, I even speak to business people that are interested in, you know, doing things with the players and they just see it as, you know, it's a blue-collar sport, you know, we're just, just boys having fun. <laughs> Can I ask you the knife thing? You, you, you said to me the other day you, you, you'd love to get a message that these guys, it's not cool, it's not cool what's going on with these young blokes. Like, they think they're cool at the moment and it's not actually cool. No, nah, it's not. I don't. No, nah, it's not cool at all. Um, these they're joining these gangs and doing these, um, and the boys think that you know you you stab someone and kill them, you're gonna do life in jail. Like no one's gonna be there for you, and they think these boys are gonna. There's loyalty in that on the streets, but uh, there's no loyalty in there. So um, you've seen it a hundred times, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen it. A lot of my a lot of my cousins have gone down that path, and they and they fought their gang member, their gang gang members or their friends will come visit them but no one ever came to visit them in jail when they've done a crime no one's come to see them so just their family are you grateful for the career trajectory that you're on now that you have rugby league and that you have boxing and that you are on the straight and narrow are you so grateful that your life has turned in that direction yeah i'm just really grateful for my parents for you know registering me in sport and i think that's the key uh, for a lot of these kids that you know, I'm going to be straight up here and it's a lot of the crime is coming from Polynesian kids and um, and African kids. So um, a good outlet is sport and we're very talented. We're born, we're very blessed genetically. We're very gifted. Um, so I think the best way to use our talents is sport, whatever mm. sport it is, whether it's AFL, boxing, rugby league, tennis, whatever it is, as long as you're not stabbing people. So yeah. Yeah. I think there's a better way to... Uh, use your life and use your talent. Yeah, well said. Let's talk about rugby league. Can we Can we talk about rugby league? I mean, <laughs> sure. he's now signed, and I can tell you this now, they can all deny it, he has signed with the South Logan Magpies. Am I true in saying that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in the mm. Queensland Cup, the South Logan Magpies happen to be a feeder club for the Brisbane Broncos. What? Now, yeah, yeah, Would you believe it? What? Shock horror. Not, not Redcliffe, not Nor- Norse. No, South Logan Magpies are a feeder club for the Broncos. In In a perfect world, and only in a perfect world, do we have a few fights and middle of the year 
get an opportunity to go back because I know it burned you how it ended at Brisbane. And I know that there's been nothing guaranteed. I, I know that. Everybody can speculate. There's been no, nothing ever promised, nothing guaranteed. But in all honesty, you can do both. We've seen Quade Cooper do both. We've seen Anthony Mundine do both. People can do both. Is the desire to prove the doubters wrong and get back to Brisbane? Like I said, like I'm, I'm like one of these kids. I've, I've got to stay busy or else I'll go down a, a bad path. So for right now, it's just footy, family and boxing. And boxing, so... To the no. Broncos, to the Broncos, like a dream. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, a dream. <laughs> well, the good thing about footy is it's, it's all about playing with your mates. and you got a lot of two mates Two good there. friends are at the Broncos. But, uh, <laughs> and who are your close mates at the Bronx? Um, Payne and Carrigan, Paddy Carrigan. Pa- Payne and um, Paddy Carrigan. We, we spoke almost every week while I was down in Sydney. So, how, long, um, how, do you know the, how long have you known those boys? Where did that relationship start with those two? Oh, just playing footy. And that's the good thing about playing footy. You know, you make good friends and uh, that's what the game gives. Mm. So just playing footy in the NRL, we did a few pre-seasons before we played NRL and then... Um, Is it right they trained with you all off-season? Like they in their off-season back here that they boxed and sparred and trained with you for the majority? I know that, that just as mates, they did a lot of training with you. Oh, well, Paddy's single. Paddy was travelling. But he was, yeah, definitely me and, uh, me and Payne were training almost every day. But he, that guy's crazy. He loves to train so much. He just... Always texting me saying, let's go train, let's go train. If you play for the Magpies, do you have to go to the Broncos or can you go to Redcliffe? No, he has to go to the Broncos. Do you have to? Yeah, that's a feeder club. That, that's a that's a legitimate thing. What if Wayne What if Wayne picks yeah. up the phone? Oh, I'll definitely um, pick up the phone. He, he, he was a guy that uh, gave me my first opportunity, but I'm not here to waste anyone's time. If you know, if Redcliffe was definitely an option, I would I would give Wayne a call myself. I'm not. I'm one of those guys that are not shy to. Give him a call if I want an opportunity, but that's not the case at the moment. So, okay. Can we talk about the fight, 23rd? We'll get back on there. You're dancing around the Broncos, mate, like, <laughs> like typical DeVita style. Um, yeah. um, th- this opponent you're up against, how tough is he going to be? I mean, it, it, history will show that he's a tough hombre. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Same level as me, it's a 50-50 fight, and that's why I've moved out of home and um, in camp because let my lesson, um, my last fight, I, I sort of – Underlooked my opponent and uh, thought I could just walk in and do no training camp and have trained for three weeks. But you know I've been training hard since October, my last fight, and I uh, got into camp for six weeks. And um, yeah, it's going to be a tough fight. So your uh, wife booted you out. She booted him out of the house and said, "You're on your own." He's he's living on his own, training on his own. True story. Yeah, oh, my dad's joined me, so nah, he's <laughs> helping with the drive, driving around, and you know. Hold on, can we so. just unpack why? Sorry, you wanted to focus on the fight. But Dobbo's saying you were punted. What happened? What you got? You just got asked to leave the house, she did you? Because you're being a pain in the backside. Well, my wife doesn't want to go through what she went through in Townsville in the last card, so she rather me prepare really hard and um, hopefully I box really well, and she doesn't have to have that anxiety attacks that she had in Townsville. So it's a hard thing to watch your husband take the ring, but she knows that I love my boxing and I love getting punched in the head. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So it wasn't you being difficult while you were trying to cut yeah. weight. <laughs> you don't have to cut oh, weight, do no. you? Because at heavyweight, you can be as big as you oh, want. Great. Yeah, yeah. I Perfect. don't have to cut weight, yeah. But we still have to train hard and eat the right things and, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, I mean, can we get that mentality over here with our man in the corner? Just get him training a bit <laughs> have harder. Have you seen his little snack Have you seen his pantry that he keeps over in the corner here? Like, yeah, no, Tavita, to be honest, you can see it from where you're sitting. Just let yeah. it be. What do you make of our man Dobbo's in-studio pantry? 
Yeah, it's not it's not good look. No. It's not good. It's bad look, isn't it? <clears throat> Can yeah. you not make it? Because we and the thing is, Tavita, we share this studio. We don't this isn't exclusively our studio. We have other shows come in here, other presenters. Hey. hey. And they come in here and they see that and Judge they think what's going on with Judge this show? Judge. Shut up. Hey mate, yeah. you cast a long shadow. That's <laughs> when all I did, I'm saying. When I, when I did have social media and I was following Dobbo, he upload a lot of meat. <laughs> upload a lot of meat. <laughs> That's the most accurate representation uh, ever of Dobbo. He uploads a lot of meat. He uploads a lot of meat. It would be all right if he was just eating the meat, but then if he's mixing it with those snacks. Mac nah. and cheese. He's nah. definitely in a, yeah. he's, um, not in a calorie deficit. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Tamita Pangai Jr., genuinely a pleasure to finally have you join us in studio. You've been a friend of the show for a while. We love that you have come in here. We can't wait to see you punch the suitcase out of this bloke in Ipswich. Yeah, uh, 23rd, tickets are for sale. Um, 23rd of March in Ipswich. Yep. Um, there's a full card. It's a really good card, um, mm. and Tavita's fighting on it. And I strong. I know all the Broncos are going to be there. Mm. The Dolphins players are going to be there. He's got a full rugby league yep. contingency going there. <laughs> and then we see you out in a Broncos jersey in about, what, June, round 16? June, June, July. Round 16. Watch this space. Okay. Right. <laughs> Dobbo's God. He can tell the future. No. <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> Tavita, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo.